Welcome to Between the Shelves, the premier Save a Library podcast. I am your host, Alex, and this week I am joined by Stephanie, the head of adult services. Hello, Alex. Hi. Marianne, the head of teens. Hi, Alex. And Megan, one of our children's librarians. Hi. Hey, welcome back. You might remember Megan from our... I don't remember what the episode, if it had an official title, but we talked about romance books. We talked about a lot about audiobooks. Um, I think it was episode three or four. That going, sounds right. Going way back. We're in the 20s now. Can you believe it? Wow. Congratulations, Alex. That's oh, awesome. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Who's been on the most besides you? Oh, boy. Christina's up there. Peter and Marianne might be wow. up there, too. This is only my second, so very this exciting for me. Fourth? Oh. Okay, big shoes to fill, parenting yeah. staff. You're up there. You're, you're one of the... Wow. The old timers. Yeah, one of the old timers. <laughs> so this episode, we're talking about our summer reading kickoff. So summer reading starts very, very soon. Uh, I think actually the day this episode releases is the day summer reading starts at Save the Library. So we're going to talk about a little bit about how it works here at the library, um, some of the prizes you can win. And then later on in the episode, we're going to talk about some of our summer reading recommendations, um, just a little bit about summer reading books in general. So let's get into like the business part of the episode. So the summer reading program, Meg, you kind of spearhead this at the children's department. Um, and it's a big deal down in the children's department. It really so, is. Yeah. So I talk about it a little bit. Sure. So I um, work very closely with Donna, who's the head of children's. And we do summer reading. And I would just like to point out that I'm the only one that doesn't have, like, notes in front of me. Because... <laughs> Digital notes, phone notes. Um, which, no, but no, but, like, it's good. But I'm feeling a lot of pressure now. But my excuse is that our summer reading program has been very much the same as it's been since when I was reporting when I was a kid. So it's great. It's awesome if you've done it with us before. Uh, we have programs for pre-readers that we call our Read to Me program. And that's for any child that's still predominantly being read to. And they get a special kit with a list of books. And once they hit 25, they can bring it into the library to get a special prize and stickers and a certificate saying they completed it. And then if they want, they can take another list and do it all over again. And then for our elementary-aged patrons, we have um, a big, fun book report table with a big umbrella. Um, And they can come in and tell us about up to 10 books a day, which is huge. And we have some kids that will meet that, which is amazing. Um, and every book they report on, they get a sticker or a tattoo. And then there's a special weekly prize and brag tag, limited edition brag tag that they can collect all summer long. So it's really fun. And What's great. a brag tag? Am I the only person who doesn't know? Everyone does I was, I was waiting for someone else to ask. <laughs> we give them, um, to go along with our theme this year, our theme is all together now. And so to lean into that, we had like these cute little animals that have these little like plastic, like basically keychains but if you string them all together on one of those fun little like metal keychain bracelets they get their brag tags and they're all different shapes and they have different animals and all the animals have like a fun character trait that makes a good friend and they're really cute so, i want a brag tag can adults sign up for this or is it oh, no. no but you can come check it out in the children's department there's gonna be a big sparkly sign with all of the stuff on it if you find a lot of brag tags missing, you know to check Alex's desk. I know exactly where they went. It's been taken. Just have a zoo set up. <laughs> Collect them all. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, so, uh, how is it working in Teen Marianne? 
So for the teen department, we're a little bit different. And for um, the teen department here, we start with sixth graders, anybody entering sixth grade to 12th grade in the fall. So they, these kids are gonna come in, they're gonna sign up if they're not already signed up, because we did start sign up with some class visits in the past month. Um, they're gonna sign up, they'll get a raffle ticket. We have eight really great raffle baskets that we're gonna raffle off in um, mid-August. So when you sign up, you get a raffle ticket. And then for every book you report on, no matter how many you report a week or a visit, you get an extra raffle ticket. Um, some kids are reading really big books, like Harry Potter is always the example we use. Um, it's really big. We don't expect kids to finish it in a week. So um, if they come back, you know, um, and report on, you know, the first, you know, ten chapters that they read or the first half, and then they'll get tickets for that. Um, we're not very strict. We just want to know that the kids are reading. So um, we have eight really great raffle baskets that are going to be in our lobby on. Um, probably maybe starting next week, they'll be in the lobby and you'll get to see everything that's in them. Um, they have these really nice tags on them that details every prize that's in it because you can't see all the, the prizes in the basket. Um, but they are like 50 to $100. Each basket is worth 50 to $100. Um, and they're really great. And I don't know if I should yeah. talk about prizes or if that's a later segment. No, so. feel free to talk about it. There's one basket okay. that I had my eye on. Oh, is that, it that? Wait, um, I want to guess which one it is. I could probably guess just judging. Well, first, let me let me name all of our baskets. So, um, Angela, the Angela, the um, one of our part-time librarians in the teen department, she put together all the raffle baskets and she did all the fundraising around town. Um, and we got some really great gift certificates from our local businesses. And then she put together really great baskets. So this is what they're called. We have the Future Engineer, the Card Gamer, Sporty Summer, Water Gun Fun in the Sun, Best Summer Ever, The Artist, Anime Fanatic, and Perfect Movie Night. And I'm gonna guess that Alex would want the future engineer. I don't know what's in that basket, but it sounds it's intriguing. It's got um, those, I don't know what they're called. It's, um, like, a it's like a kit? like building yeah. things, but there's a specific name for them. And it's not a Lego, but Connect? it's maybe something like that, but age appropriate, like for older kids. Hmm. Something like that. Okay, so then is it the anime fanatic then? It was the anime oh, fanatic. That was one of our most popular baskets when we had our fifth grade visits. Um, most of the kids, well, um, the majority of the kids put their tickets in that basket. Wow. We've got like some anime sketchbooks in there, and I don't even know what else because Angela did. I was intrigued because you had some cool like Japanese snacks. Oh, yes. That, yes. Uh, I have a sweet tooth, so okay. I have any opportunity to try something new in this realm of sweets, I will. Jump that. It's probably really, they're probably really good. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, unfortunately, Our last and kind of least. Yeah. I'll do my best. <laughs> I should have done this in reverse yeah. order. So, uh, adult summer reading is also really fun. <laughs> and we also have really cool prizes. Um, we have three ways to register in person at the reference desk uh, on over the phone or on the web. We have a special website for all the summer reading info can be found on the website, um, savalibrary.org slash summer reading that Alex made for us. Um, so you can register any of those ways. You can also report online. There's two ways to report. Report online. We have a Google form you fill out for each book you read. You get a raffle. Um, 
or you can log, uh, get book logs at the reference desk and paper book logs, fill those out. Um, so every book equals one raffle ticket. And then we have weekly drawings for um, local gift certificates for local establishments, usually restaurants in town, um, that are pretty popular. So that yeah. sums up adult. Adult's a, l- a little more simple, but yeah, but just as much fun. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Sounds good. I like our, our prizes are, are great. You guys always have good prizes, yeah. Yeah, Peter does a good. Peter usually shops for them. He does a good job picking out. Yeah. All the good stuff in town. Yeah, it sounds a little. Adult sounds a little matter of fact, but it's we've streamlined it. This is yes. we've made it very easy. So if you were intimidated in the past, this is the easiest it's ever been. The Google form is three questions, I think. It's your name, the book you read, and you give it one out of five stars. That's it. And it's all like you can do it on your phone in two seconds, or you could come into the library, give us a call. Made it very very easy. Mm-hmm. And teen can also report yes. via the same Google form. It just has more questions like what grade you're in, which school you're going to, um, and that might be the only two. Ex- and which basket you want to put your raffle ticket into. But it's very easy to do from also from the phone, or you could call us, or you could email us. Yeah. And make it really super easy. And I guess I should mention for the online reporting raffles, you're not receiving a physical raffle ticket. You're getting. A virtual raffle ticket that Peter, you know, yeah. works magic okay, behind right. the scenes. So you right. don't you don't have to come in and like hand. Yeah, in the ticket's ticket. the same whether you're filling it out in person or virtually. It all gets entered into the same raffle. Um, so all of that information we just talked about for the last few minutes, all of that can be found again at SavilleLibrary.org/slash/summerreading, and I'll put the link in the episode descriptions. Really quickly, I also want to add that Children's also has an online feature, but it is not the Google form. Um, You can use Read Squared, which is a website or an app, a free app that you can download. Uh, Recording books on there is just as easy, but just in a different format. And the link to that is also on our website, on the webpage. So we had some fifth graders come and visit the library. And while they were here, they got to record themselves in the Sable studio where we're recording this podcast right now and one of the prompts that they were asked was to talk about some of their favorite books to read in the summer so when I throw to the break right now um, you're going to be listening to some of those recordings so enjoy hi my name is Brielle and I've been reading this small spaces book and it's really good if you like spooky or scary books this is the one for you it's about a girl that picked up this book and it's cursed and and scarecrows come alive and if you like spooky then you should definitely read this book hi my name is scarlett and i'm going to sing my dad um i would recommend the book white bird because it's very realistic and it teaches you a lot about the time that the book took place in Hi, my name is Grace, and I go to Sunrise Drive. I recommend the book How to Steal a Dog because it teaches good lessons. Hi, my name is Ezekiel, and I'm from Sunrise Drive. And my favorite book is Diary of a Wimpy Kid. I like it because it's really funny, and a lot of a lot of stuff is like funny. Like one time, Rag's brother Roderick is like like doing funny stuff to um Greg and it's like really funny. That's that's why it's like one of my favorite books. Hello, my name is Asher and I go to Lincoln Avenue and my favorite book is Radio Silence by Alice Oseman. This is a good book if you like 
suspense in some scenarios. And it's about a student named Alid Last who makes a podcast. My name is Ashley and I go to Lincoln App. A good book is Malcolm at Midnight because it shows a mystery and it's very adventurous and it's about a rat who's disguised as a mouse that goes to a school. Hi, my name is Rosalie Pergisi. I'm from Lincoln Ave. A book I recommend that you read over the summer is called Orphan Island. It takes place on a warm, like, tropical island, and it's be a great book to sit outside on your porch and read because, like, it has, like, a lot of good feelings in it. Hi, my name is Bella Snow. I go to Lincoln Avenue. The book I like to read is called The Unteachables. It gives different perspectives on school, and it's a great book to read over the summer. My name is Todd Williams, and I go to Lincoln Avenue Elementary, and um, I read Dire of Wimpy Kid, and it's really funny and cool, and I would recommend it for all ages. Hello, my name is Owen Monahan, and I'm from Lincoln Avenue. I really love this book called Took. It's a really good horror, horror book that's really scary. I would recommend it, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to read it for younger children because it's pretty scary. So have a great day. I want to talk a little bit about what do you think makes like the perfect summer read? So the first thing is, I'll start off um, just to get the ball rolling. So like the first things that come to mind for me when I think about like a summer read is books that are usually like lighter in tone um, or they're shorter or at least quicker to read. So I'm not looking for like heavy, dense things, which I tend to read at other parts of the year. But in the summertime, I want something quick, something light, something breezy. So that's like the first things to pop to mind. Does anyone have like their ideal summer read kind of book in the mind i was going to say light fun easy reads that are not too long so i guess that's uh i'm not the only one that thinks that something that you can kind of just grab and throw in your bag something portable a paperback perhaps and something that doesn't take a lot of time because if you're on the go you know well um for example because i do agree with what you're both saying. For example, I went to the beach last summer and I brought um, a Douglas Stewart book with me called Young Mungo. Has anybody seen this book? Because it's huge and it's very heavy. It's a very heavy, heavy read. It takes place in Scotland. And I took it out and I started reading it at like the first page and my friend, who's also a librarian, said to me, you really you brought a you brought a Douglas Stewart book to, to the beach to read? Like that's way too heavy of a book, like emotionally, mentally, yeah. and physically. And by the way, I probably read like a page and I was like, I can't do this, and I put it away. So it was a waste. So it definitely needs to be like really light material. Yeah, summertime, I'm always bouncing around. There's a lot of distractions. I can't like sink into a something that's going to take like my complete concentration to... Yeah, especially if you're reading it in a public place like at the beach or a park or something. Mm-hmm. There's so much stuff going on that, yeah, it's going to be something distraction. have to think too much about. Yeah. See, that's funny because my ideal summer book is something that is like I'm going to be hooked on it and I won't want to put it down despite all of those distractions. 
So when I think of like my favorite books that I've read in the summer or something I took on vacation with me or read at the beach, it's something that I maybe started when I was in that really busy public setting and then immediately went home and like locked myself somewhere so I could finish reading it mm-hmm. or like stayed up all night mm-hmm. finishing it. Mm-hmm. Because to me, summer books are books that you might want to stay up all night reading because, I mean, not everybody has this, but like summer vacation, like you can sleep in a little bit later and in the morning yeah. you can read it. And that doesn't necessarily apply to any of us in this room. But still, in theory, (laughs) summer's for staying up late. Um, I read a great article on uh, bookriot.com that I'll uh, post in the description as well. And and they talk about, like, the elements that make up, like, a typical beach read or a summer read. And they do talk about that. They say it has to be compulsively readable. So they say, like, thrillers are sometimes a good option because they're a page turner. You know, you're very much, you're very invested. Um, anything that's, like, plot driven. So you don't want to have, like, paragraphs of, like, describing the flora or the tree, like, deciduous trees and things like that. Like, you want to just, like, boom, boom, plot point, plot point, plot point, keep this thing moving. Uh, keep me hooked. They said romances are also great for this, too. Um, anything that's kind of carefree, fun. Maybe with like a wild setting or something that'll keep you, you know, interested. That's kind of another element they talk about. So it can't be like, you're probably not going to be reading like Axis and Allies, World War II, like history books probably on the beach. You want something that's like low stakes. Like, um, Meg, when you were on the podcast last time, we talked about like rom-coms yes. as a genre of mm-hmm. books. That Those are great. Those are like the perfect summer reads. Absolutely. Like I think I talked about Emily Henry at length mm-hmm. <laughs> last time. Um, so I'm not going to do that again. But she has a book called Beach Read, which is quite literally a perfect beach read. Yeah. That's like, that's my go-to genre for beach reads. Yeah. It's my go-to genre. Full In general. Style. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, anything that's set in the summer too, that's another... Thing they mentioned in the book i thought that was interesting i didn't i didn't think of that initially but i guess yeah you kind of things that are set in the summer kind of like have like a kinetic energy to it that kind of matches how you're feeling so it might you know if you're a mood reader maybe that might help right. uh, they do they do publish a lot of books that are set on islands and vacation places mm-hmm. around you know in the spring right. so that they're available for you to read in <laughs> the summer up the anticipation yeah. for yeah, your summer exactly. reading pleasure yeah. So anyone else have any, uh, did we hit all of the, the marks, the trademarks of a, a good summer read? Anyone? Yeah, I feel like um, all of like the major major genre books are like, you know, like not a heavy literary fiction that's character driven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like the plot driven, like mysteries, um, suspenseful, psychological thrillers. Those are yeah. the compulsive page turners. Yeah. Sci-fi books, fantasy yeah. books. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the Book Riot had another quote. I just want to say this is how they, they kind of summarized it. And I want to see if you agree with this. Um, Something that will have mass appeal and isn't particularly intellectually stimulating. That's kind of like their final bullet on it. Yeah, that's... Wait, can you repeat that that again? Wait, say that. (laughs) Something that has basically mass appeal and it isn't particularly intellectually stimulating. Right. Yeah, it's fun. It's like a junk food. Yeah, Yeah, junk food. I think that plays into the... You're reading it somewhere where there might be a lot of distractions. Mm -hmm. So... If you have to think too hard about it, you're not going to be reading it yeah. in an airport or at the beach or... Yeah. Unless you have the, some crazy ability to focus really well on what you're reading. That's true. That's, which I envy that sometimes. That. Yeah. <laughs> that's not to say that junk food books are, you know, that you shouldn't be reading them 
all other times. Sometimes I like to pick up one of those in between those heavy reads year-round. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they're still really great, worthy books. Oh, that's true. People yeah. love junk food for a reason. Those yeah. books are so much fun. Yeah, they really are. Yeah, I try to mix it up. I'll do, like, one heavy, one light, yeah. one heavy, one light. Because, uh, like, I just read, like, I wasn't going to talk about this in, like, our, our next episode, our, our What Are You Into? Because it's hard to, like, talk at length about, one, books that you didn't particularly enjoy or, or have, like, a really dry subject matter. Because I think I was telling you, Marianne, I, I just finished, like, a 1,000-page biography of Ulysses S. Grant, which is, like, the least, it's like a doorstop book, and it's, like, that's so dry, and it's not something that's, like, exciting to talk about. That's not a beach read. No, no, not at all. Not at all. Um, but then I followed it up with, like, you know, just the most craziest sci-fi book. Like, just, like, total cheese. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you have to kind of balance it out a little yeah. bit. And the summertime, I feel like you can cheat a little bit more, a little bit more into those the cheese side. Get away with it, yeah. yeah. Um, one other point I wanted to have before we kind of go to a break and then reset with some actual book recommendations. And, Marianne, maybe you can speak to this. I thought... You know, sometimes a summer read, it kind of gives an adult an opportunity to read some good teen fiction. Yeah, that's you know? actually a really good point. Yeah. Um, and the books that I am going to recommend as, like, my favorite teen read books for, my favorite beach read books for the summer are teen books that are good for adults. And in general, in the teen room, a lot of adults come in and they want books for themselves and they will say something like, oh, I'm an adult, I shouldn't be reading teen. And I always say, no, 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 no. the teen books are so great for adults. And like, teen books aren't like they were when, when we were all kids. Like, they're not, they're not kiddish. The teen yeah. books have very heavy material in it and they're just wrapped up quicker than, um, than an adult book. Yeah. All right, so uh, we're going to take another break. We're going to hear some more fifth graders and what's some of their book recommendations. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about some of our book recommendations. Hi, my name is Ava Cesaria. I'm from Cherry Avenue Schools, and I'm 11 years old. And I love books as well. Books are one of, like, the, a good thing to get you smart. Me and my mom, we read almost every night because she's a teacher, and she brings home new books. Her class is reading Peter Pan right now, so we're in the middle of that. And I think it's super fun because when you read more, um, it helps you spell, which sometimes I have a hard time of spelling. So when you read more, my mom tells me it'll, it'll help you spell things so you don't get confused. So that's it. Hi, my name is Olive, and I'm from Cherry Avenue Elementary School. Today I'll be talking about some of my favorite books. I really like From Desk by Kelly Yang. It is very good. The people are immigrants from China, and it's how she gets through the problems of, like, being new to America from China. And when she is, she's wondering what to do. She has this Chinese classmate that makes it very hard for her. So that one's a really good one to check out. And then um, the Narnia series, that one's also very good. I know there are some movies of it. Um, I really like how Susan, Lucy, Edmund, and Peter all find this like magical world and just help them even though they have no idea what they're doing. And like they're just like having fun and doing something new that they've never tried. And then um, 
the last book that I really do recommend is the Percy Jackson series. There aren't many series of that, but that one's really good. Um, he's a half-blood, meaning he was born by a god, and his mother was a um, human. Meanwhile, his father was Poseidon, the god of water and everything, and I feel like that one's really good. So, yeah. Hi, my name is Maggie Beach, and I'm from Cherry Avenue. I'm going to be talking about my favorite book series, which is called The Land of Stories, and it's about Alex and Connor, who are twins who are connected to the fairy tale world, which is where their dad was from, and then their mom is from Earth. And in the first book, they travel to the fairy tale world, not knowing what it is. They go on a journey to try to get back to Earth, and... Their grandmother turns out to be the fairy godmother who helps Cinderella. In the second book, they're trying to defeat Maleficent, which you may know. And the third book is about trying to defeat their their uncle, which they didn't know was their uncle. They thought it was their dad. And then the series continues with basically the same plot. Hi, I'm Shannon Farrell, and I'm from Cherry Avenue, a fifth grader, and I um, am going to talk about my two books that really changed me as a reader. So one of my books that I really enjoyed reading and changed me as a reader was Pi by Sarah Weeks, and it was a very good book, and I really recommend it to every new reader. And my second favorite book was Tales of the Fourth Grade Nothing, and that one was a really good one. And there's also other ones in the series that I really liked, like Super Fudge and all those great books. So, yeah. So, let's talk about some of our favorite summer reads, or maybe some book recommendations to get our readers uh, started on their summer reading adventure. Does anyone want to go first? Or I, don't mind, I don't mind going first. I'll, I'll start first. Okay. This time we'll throw things, you know, make it a mix little it different, up. mix it up a little bit, because Alex always starts first. Yeah. Even my wife says I talk too much in the podcast. So. But it is your <laughs> podcast. No, it's not. It's, it's, the, it's, it's well, the Save the Library's yeah. podcast. Yeah. That's okay. Uh, Megan, we like when um, Alex talks a lot during the podcast, so it's okay. We do. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I'm going to recommend I have two teen books that are really great summer read books. So the first one is called I Have No Secrets by Penny Jolson, and it's middle school appropriate and up. It's a psychological thriller, and I find that there's not a lot of psychological thriller teen books for younger teens. So this is one that I often recommend to kids. Um, a little bit mystery, uh, page turner. Um, so we have our protagonist, Gemma. She's 16, year, 16 years old and she has severe cerebral palsy and she cannot communicate. Um, so someone in her life thinks she is an intelligent, which is not true. She's very smart. Um, and they think that since she's non-communicative, um, he could get away with confessing his crime to her. So he tells her that he killed someone. And poor Gemma now cannot relay this information because she can't communicate, but she knows what he did was wrong. And he kind of torments her mentally a bit um, in the, uh, the rest of the book. But eventually she is able to communicate. 
and so how she gets there is the journey and um, what happens and how it ends is it's a really great ending um, and it's just a really great book for um, like 12 year olds and up and again as an adult when I read this I thought it was a really great book I loved it myself yeah it sounds um, great yeah it was really really good um, and then the other one I was gonna I am recommending is a series that's really really popular right now called The Summer I Turned Pretty by Jenny Han and there are um, three books in the series and after you read the books, you could watch, um, there's two seasons of it on uh, Amazon Prime. So this takes place during the summer, so this would be fun to read. Um, Belly, that's the character's name, she's 15, and she, her mother and her mother's best friend and her two sons, they rent a summer house every summer. And every year that they go, um, Belly is young and the boys don't want to hang out with her. And I guess tease her, they treat her like she's a little sister, but the summer she turns 15, everything changes because she's a little more of a woman. <laughs> and um, so now, you know, there's a little more drama in there because, you know, she doesn't look like that little kid anymore that she always was. And we flash back to previous summers when she tries to fit in. Um, there's romance, there's family drama. Um, and it's one of those page turner books and this is actually a series that's very hard to keep on the shelf right now because all the teens are coming in for it and this is like a good 13 14 and up uh, book so nice yeah. I read that in the summer one time and how was it as <laughs> it a was summer great book? it was great as a summer book my family like rented a beach house like and we had a whole big family reunion and I sat and ignored all of my little cousins so I could read it. So it was awesome. great. Okay. Excellent summary. Perfect testament to the summer read, yeah. Good choice, Mary. Thank you. All right. Uh, anyone want to go next or I can go? Um, I can go. Okay. So I have, I tend to like, well, like I said, rom-com-y kind of contemporary romance fiction. Um, and I like when there's a series because it makes it, if I like the first one, then I just keep going. So I have two recommendations are both series um the first one is the series called the brown sisters by talia hibbert um it starts with there's a three book series one book for each of the three sisters the first one is get a life chloe brown and she's a um the main character they're all from a wealthy family and she's trying to get out on her own do her own thing as a person that's lived kind of a sheltered life um with money and having a chronic illness so the book is kind of like her bucket list of um, getting out of her shell, doing things she normally wouldn't do in the process becomes friends with her neighbor who then, you know, that's like, there's like a meet cute and um, it's a really cute story about, um, you know, all the things she does to kind of get out of her shell and become an independent person. And, um, and then there's love story involved. So each one is um, the story for each sister. Um, very cute series and they're like very quick reads you know typical beach read um, and the second series is the wedding date series by Jasmine Guillory um, there's six books in that and I think uh, like a novella that's also like a 0.5 in there at some point um, but that's just uh, a fun series also um, the first one is about a, a groomsman and a Women meet up in an elevator the night before a wedding and she agrees to be his date. And they have kind of like a semi-long distance romance. They live in different parts of California. And it's just really cute, fun story. The whole series is fun to read. Um, so that's what I got. Yeah, there's a lot of fun tropes in those ones too. Yes. Like they meet in an elevator. I think there's another couple that like 
meets at a baseball game. Baseball game is the second one. Yeah, they're yeah. all yeah, they're very cute. They usually actually both series the the main characters, the women are, you know, professional um, women that you know a lot of times don't want to. Uh, oh, I'm not going to give up my career for you for love, and then and they don't they have don't to. necessarily, but they fall in love anyway. Yeah, they're good. Very cute. Great recommendations. All right. Do you want to go or I can go? I don't you know. You need more time? You're like frantically no, scrolling think... through your phone, like going through your good reads. Going through my good reads, trying to. Uh, do you need more time? About... I can go. No, I mean, I'm good, but you can go because I feel like you've been waiting now. <laughs> <laughs> I just need to talk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. I have two recommendations. The first is called Swamplandia by Karen Russell. It is um, it's set in the swamplands of Florida. And the main protagonist is a little girl named Ava, and she must travel to the underworld to save her family's alligator wrestling park. Yeah, it's it's so it's such a weird book. It's so funny. There's so many quirky characters. Like I'm pretty sure like Bigfoot and like a bird creature man is in it. Like there's there's lots of magical realism. Uh, It's a book for adults, Um, but I just love books with like. Magical realism, quirky characters, you know, just, I don't know. I love, like, creative. This is one of the most creative books I've read in a long, long time. Um, I highly recommend it. Um, And the setting is fantastic. It's this family, they own an alligator wrestling farm. And I don't want to spoil anything, but basically they're becoming financial dire straits. So all of the children who are alligator wrestlers basically work on this, like, cheesy like rundown kind of like theme alligator theme park have to like go out and kind of make money to save the park right and the underworld is basically like disney world so (laughs) like they call it the underworld it's like this huge mega theme park that's like casting a shadow over their little wrestling farm so it's very very interesting it's really weird but it's very heartwarming. Like the family dynamics, great. All the children have kind of go off on their own separate adventures. So it bounces a little bit between them, um, but it keeps you guessing. And it's just a, such a good book. And I've been meaning to reread it. So maybe this summer I'll reread it. I've been really look, looking forward to, to uh, enjoying this book again. So I highly, highly recommend it. Swamplandia by Karen Russell. I have a question. Yeah. Is, uh, this might be a stupid question. Is alligator wrestling a real sport? <laughs> I don't <laughs> or is know. That made up? Who knows what goes down down there. But uh, it's very interesting. The mom character, she does like a high dive act into an alligator pit. And like that's like their main attraction. And like the father is like the announcer. So he's kind of like dresses up as like, you know, like this flamboyant costume. And he's kind of (laughs) like announcing the whole thing as it's going on. And I don't know. It's just so memorable for all the weird scenes that are in this book that it it's just so fun and it's not too long either it's probably like under 300 pages but it's it's you'll breeze through it it's not like a dense literary book but it was on the new york times top 10 books of whatever year it came out so it does sound familiar definitely adding that to my list yeah really really good um the other one i wanted to mention it's sort of part of a series but you can read any of the books separately um, the book is called The Lake Wobegon Virus by Garrison Keillor. Uh, so Garrison Keillor is the head of, um, uh, he does the, he used to do the radio show, This American, no, A Prairie Home Companion. Thank you. Um, so a lot of like the skits they do in that show, they're all set in Lake Wobegon, this fictional kind of Midwestern town with all these quirky characters. So Garrison Keillor also writes novels that are set in this Lake Wobegon town. 
and they're all very funny, very like dry humor. If you like dry humor, um, it's almost kind of reads like British humor almost. Like he's like a almost like a British humorist, but set in like the Midwest. I don't know. It has like a very distinct tone. If you if you listen to a Prairie Home Companion, you know what I'm talking about. But anyways, uh, this book is the latest of these Lake Will Be Gone novels, and he wrote it during like the COVID lockdown. So there's a lot of parallels between like the COVID lockdown. It's sort of like if the COVID lockdown happened in this weird town full of eccentrics. So the the plot is a mysterious virus has infiltrated the good people of Lake Will Be Gone. Um, it's the the virus is transmitted via unpasteurized cheese made by a Norwegian bachelor farmer. Um, and the effect of which is an episodic loss of social inhibitions. So all these quirky characters get even crazier when they're infected by this virus. So it's fu- it's another book that's just full of weird characters and weird situations. It's very, very funny. Um, so I highly recommend it. You can read any of his books. He probably has like eight or nine or something that are all set in Lake Will Be Gone. And they all have the same tone. They're all very quirky memorable characters so you can pick up any one of them they're all standalone books too uh, but this one's the latest and i might be my favorite of all of them too so uh, those are my my two recommendations very nice so alex mentioned before that i was just like frantically going through my phone and uh i keep a very detailed record of what i read on goodreads um and so every time i was hearing a book that one of you was just talking about i was like oh i have something that i could kind of connect to that or i have this i have the other thing so um please bear with me um but when marianne was talking about um her ya recommendations i was thinking of books that i've like i mentioned before i really like a book that i'll start reading and then i feel compelled to stay up all night reading uh to the point where i have a book uh, a bookshelf on goodreads called stay up all night with all the books (laughs) that i (laughs) have Felt the need to do that with. And one of the ones at the top of the list is called The Summer of Broken Rules by K.L. Walther. Um, And it's a YA novel um, about a girl named Meredith, who I believe was a twin who recently lost her sister, her twin sister. And every year her family has a reunion on Martha's Vineyard. And now there's a big wedding for one of her cousins. And at this reunion, um, every year they have a giant family-wide game of assassin that they all take very, very seriously. Um, and so the story kind of deals with the game and also the loss of her sister and also potentially a new romance with somebody who was involved, uh, I guess in the opposite end of the wedding party. Um, and it's just really fun and it's sweet and it's very like New England summer, which we live on Long Island. We're here in Sayville, but I feel like books that take place in like Martha's Vineyard, like New England summer is like a very specific genre of summer reading. Um, And this is very atmospheric and it's great. And I remember when I read it, it was the night before a civil service exam um, for here. And I stayed up late. I'd gone to the beach the day before I got home and I was like, "Mm, that book was really good. And I started reading it. And I was like, I got to a point where I was like, I should go to bed. And then I like turned off the light, I put the book away, and I was still thinking about it. So in order to stop thinking about it, I needed to just finish reading it, um, which... So you could focus on the test. Exactly, right. So like it ended up working out, but um, it was not my best idea, but the book was great. Um, And when I wrote my review on it, I said a perfect beach read, even though I didn't actually read it at the beach. So that was good. Um, And then I was inspired when Alex was talking about like quirky weirdos. Those characters are so fun, and it made me think of Catherine Center, who has a lot of different kind of like women's fiction borderline romance novels, but they're not really 
like specifically romance, like there's romantic storylines, but her characters, like the stories always feel very normal and very serious. And then they very quickly just take strange little turns where the characters will find themselves in situations that never in a million years happen in real life. But it's set almost in, I describe them as unhinged in a fun way, which maybe (laughs) if you don't know me does not sound particularly fun, but you'll be reading it and it's serious and it's normal. And then all of a sudden there's like a beached whale that a child is singing to, to help it, which sounds really insane out of context. But in the book, it's somehow like heartwarming. You're like, wow, all these characters came together to help this whale, even though it's a story about, in the one I'm talking about, it's about um, an elementary school librarian. So the whale really feels like it's out of nowhere, but um, I promise it makes sense in the story. Um, But she has a new book out on July 11th. So Catherine Center, if you like nice stories that maybe take a turn for the fun, I'm not selling this well. It sounds like a beach read. But on July 11th, she has, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's great. Go for, enter for the librarian, stay for the whale. (laughs) Unexpectedly. Um, and then my last book, um, I was thinking about how in the summer I also sometimes find myself reading memoirs sometimes, um, usually if they're narrated by uh, the, per- the subject. I like to listen to audiobooks, so sometimes if I'm like doing yard work or like running around doing summary things, I like to listen to somebody tell their own story. And I've realized that like for the last like five or six years, I've always read something by David Sedaris oh, in the yes. summertime. And I feel like his voice is just very, like his written voice, but also his actual voice is just very fitting for the warmer months and bopping around doing fun things. Humorous memoir is good. Beach read. Absolutely. And if you're going to read David Sedaris, you should always listen to it. Okay. Yes. He is the best at reading his old material. Talk about oddballs. <laughs> exactly. yeah. He's a real-life fictional character. I actually yes. saw him recently. when He was performing at, Patchogue? not Patchogue, um, before oh, that he was in West Islip, like maybe in the fall. I mean, oh. my friend went, and it was way cheaper than the Patchogue one, which was crazy. But um, anyway, it was he was so good. And the one thing about David Sedaris is that he always stays after, and he will meet everyone. He will, and he talks about that in a lot of his memoirs, like how like he talks about some of the quirky people he meets while he's doing this, and he'll sign all the books, and he won't leave until everybody has met him that wants to meet him. And so I do have a signed book by him, and. Um, He's, he's, he's awesome. He's like just one of my favorites. So that's I'm kicking okay. myself that we didn't mention him in the Pride Month episode. Oh my gosh, how could we? How would none true. of us mention him? That is true because he always talks about um, his partner, which is um, Hal. No, um, it is just start with an H. Um, yeah. Hugh. 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 Oh, Hugh is a big part of his later yeah. memoirs. Well, it is still June. All right, Happy next, Pride Day there. Yes, and next next um, June. Absolutely. Just do a whole episode dedicated to just David. You really could. He's certainly given us enough material for it. And then you could put in those clips of him speaking. When you, you, so you waited in line and and saw him? Yeah. Did you give him a fact, a strange fact? Um, I didn't give him a strange fact, but he had said something um, in the book that I had, one of his most recent ones, I can't think of the one that I had, I was listening to it right before, like the week that I had seen him, and he made a joke about librarians. Um, and he made a joke about um, how he was it, it, about how the homeless people always hang out 
in libraries and he made a joke about it and I made a comment to him about that and it didn't go over very, very well like I was trying to be funny like I'm a librarian and I don't really have a lot of homeless people coming into my library and he was like um uh but do you disagree with that like the, do you think that there are a lot of homeless people that go to the libraries and I'm like I guess yeah okay David Sedaris so it didn't go over very well but no, I think you're overthinking it he's he Maybe. loves talking to people. I think that's why he stays around. So I think he yeah. was trying to start a conversation, but... Maybe. And you made it awkward. I Maybe I did, because yeah. I am an awkward person in general. So maybe that's it. I'll, I'll, I'll think that, but... Um, well, next time you see him, if I see him you again. can clarify next. Yeah, like, hey, remember when you were in West Hampton in 2022? He'll, be yeah. he'll probably be like, I do remember. I do remember that I did. You were really awkward. I was writing you into my next book. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. That was my goal. That was my goal but it just didn't turn heckled by a librarian yeah exactly <laughs> that's it that's all we got all right so everyone who's listening make sure you go register right now for summer reading and i hope you check out some of the books that we recommended thanks for listening see ya sure. yeah. thank you yeah.